Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing the legality of sports betting, where you can now watch movies and ordering cars on demand. Then we get into the week's tech news, including the latest from Apple versus Epic and what to expect from this week's Apple event. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 320, recorded September 13th, 2021. Somewhere between a Lamborghini and an Accord. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined tonight by uh, our number one matchup, Colby versus Dan, kicking off our season. Who do we give? Who do we give the line to? I'm gonna take Colby by three and a half. I don't know what those words mean. Yeah, that that one was beyond me. Is are these sports ball references? Well, sports gambling is it's legal now, so sports gambling is huge. Wait, what? In so the the super high level on it is the Supreme Court basically said no, sports gambling is legal, but it's only legal when states make it legal. So only certain states have like passed the laws to put the rules around it. But there's technically nothing to stopping you from like loading up FanDuel or one of these apps and like placing bets. Wait, what? Under what circuit? Like you said, so are normal are other forms of gambling illegal too? It's not legal versus illegal. It's regulation. So the idea is that because before it was like literally illegal, and the Supreme Court says you can't make it illegal. It's your choice whether you legalize it, if that makes sense. It doesn't. Okay. No. So it's it's in a it is it went from a not allowed by default thing to allowed by default. No, it went. Yeah, I don't. You can't it. say no, but you don't have to say yes. What do you do if you don't say yes? Yeah. Then it's it's then it's a gray area, and what happens is Dan can go through a sports book in Pennsylvania where it is legal. And place his bets there. I see. So you couldn't be, you couldn't be, if it was Ill- illegal or if it was not explicitly legal in Massachusetts, like you, Sean, could not be a bookie. Think of it but this way. Why is you, it when, when I go near any, uh, drive by any marijuana shop near the border, is the parking lot filled with New York license plates? I don't know. Because you can't buy it in New York, <laughs> but people will come to Massachusetts to do it. It's the same with sports gambling. No, I, I, I didn't know. I was just, I was playing dumb for the, for the, for the, for the show. For the we, we don't have to play content. dumb. They know we're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that 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 makes sense. I I get it now. Um, but DraftKings has been around for a while. Yes. The big difference is what they were doing before wasn't, or at least they would say, not gambling. Because what you were doing is you were, it was more of a, you would make your own roster of players. So you had control over it. You weren't like straight up betting on games. It was more like fantasy football where the outcome was dependent on your actions, not the actions of the game itself. Now you can just say like ah, well, do lines, like, you know, tonight is, I'm making this up Ravens by five or whatever. Now you can actually like just put money down on the Ravens. Wow. So, Here's what I don't understand. Can't you like go to Las Vegas and bet on anything? It's been le- it, Nevada was one of those weird states where it was always legal. And somehow they got away with I it in, in a way I don't. 
But I guess the thing I don't understand is what, like, what aspect of the law made it such that it was by default illegal previously? That was a per state thing. So a number of states had made it illegal. Nevada was not one of them. There was no federal law that made I it see. illegal. I they see. basically took the state laws to task and said, are they allowed gotcha. to do that? And the Supreme Court said no. They're not allowed to make it illegal. Yes. Now, gotcha. This might be getting too deep, but like, why? Why? Why can't? Why can't the states do that? Uh, I don't know the answer. My intelligent speculation is that it has to do with gambling is regulated at a federal level. So you don't you you don't. So if uh, if Congress passed a law saying it was illegal, they can do that. But states don't have the right to do that. I don't know if that's true. I just made that up, but it sounds right. It seems pretty (laughs) plausible. Yeah. 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 I, I just didn't know about national gambling laws, but I guess I knew that gambling is more restricted in the U.S. than most places or at least was. Absolutely. Yep, and that's why people would go to Nevada, right? One of the states with the laxest gambling laws in general. Um, it's only in the last couple decades that casinos appeared in most states as as the laws have been relaxed around gambling in general. Huh. <laughs> well, thanks for the so fun there you go. fact. Put your money down, people. Isn't yeah. the law crazy? Can't wait. It is wild. I did win my family's. I'm in a uh, a mini pool with my family, which I won this week. Like a kiddie pool? Sort of. In gambling terms, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a create a roster each week and and gain points. And uh, I won week one, so off to a good start. Nice. So fo- it sounds like football's back. Is that is that what I'm reading oh, between boy, the lines Dan, here? The last five minutes, if it has been any indication, football is back. That's where you're... Are you ready for dun 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 dun, dun 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 Like those robot guys who are like tossing the ball around. <laughs> are they still there? Are the robot guys still the, there? The, the Cletus, the football, the robot football mascot. Yes, he is still there. That's oh, wow. Cletus. Wow. Cletus? Yes. Cletus. Yeah, the Fox Sports robot. Yeah, I, football totally snuck up on me. I had no idea. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good season. We'll, we'll all year long, folks. We're going to be talking about football right here. We've got fantasy experts: Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau. When I say fantasy, I mean high fantasy. We've got elves. We've got magic. We've got all your <laughs> there. Fantasy we go picks right here. What was the? Now here you go. What what would be your fantasy fantasy team? I pray we're not up what I'm putting down. To ever think of that. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> what, what do you think the game is? Is the game like how well the fantasy fantasies team fantasy teams do? <laughs> yeah. What would be the game? Football. Maybe maybe it could be like the movie draft, but for books. You'd have to play it over a really long time period, though, like over a ten year span. Right. I like it. And then maybe like take the books, 
count up how many uh, pages the character that you chose appears on, and then you know, divvy up the amount of money that book made per page, and then you know, multiply by the number of pages that your character's in. You know how you guys were like that, glazed over during the gambling conversation as I was. Exp- I'm getting that feeling now. We were asking very intelligent I, questions, I, Sean. If I do say I so have myself. Intelligent to add to this. That sounds great, Tan. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we need a replacement for the movie league, so why not the fantasy fantasy? Right. League? That's true. That was such a big part of our lives for so long. It was. Now it's gone. It was. We'll, some, never, it, see, no. we'll, we'll never see those strangers who kept winning again. Who who were they? What were they? I owe. I think I owe one or two of them a trophy. So, um, it will come back eventually. Movies will come back, and the league will come back someday. Well, this is at, here. We, this is a little bit of a transition. What, <clears throat> was it Disney who announced that they're not going to do online releases anymore? Someone. Ah, I was bummed. Just as there were about to be movies that were going to come out that I would have paid twenty bucks to watch at home. Now there won't be any, and I won't watch them at home, and I'll wait until they're on streaming. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is it's – it makes sense after the big uh, Black Widow lawsuit with Scarlett Johansson and others where they kind of bungled the financial. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. Um, but – Wasn't that wasn't that a contract thing, though, that it had to be released in theaters? It's not necessarily – as far as I understand, it's not that it had to be released in theaters. It's just – the way actors get paid these days, different from decades ago, was that, Dan, the theater could, the movie could pay you $20 million to star in it. Or they give you $5 million, but you get two points on the gross, which means you get a percentage of every ticket sold, theoretically worth a lot more. The problem is, if you don't mm-hmm. have it in theaters, or you split it with streaming, you don't sell as many tickets, so the money that you were expecting to get, you don't get any more. And so that's what the lawsuit is about is no Scarlett Johansson's like, I want a percentage of all those Disney purchases, which weren't in the original contract. And so that's it just has sort of screwed up the model. The other thing is the residuals, which is in Hollywood. If you star in a movie, uh, part of it is when the movie is sold 20 years from now, you get a small check in the mail every month and residuals stuff that goes to streaming like that doesn't have the same residual structure. So people thought their movies were going into theaters, aren't getting the residuals they thought they were. It's very complex. Oh, that's interesting. Why don't they get the residuals? Because don't doesn't Netflix pay per view, basically, or or do they well, not? Netflix is different, right? Because that stuff made for Netflix was intended for Netflix. It's built into the pay structure. The oh, problem- sure, but when but when Netflix like buys the rights to I don't know some '80s Christmas movie, people who had residuals on that Christmas movie don't see any of that. They money? do, but they see just like a flat check. You know, oh, okay. versus every time a TV episode is aired or something like that, they may get a small check every time. It's all different structures. Uh, but I the see. issue is, if the uh, project is meant for streaming, then they build that into the price, where it's like, you're not going to get a dollar every time someone streams it, you'll just get a flat fee. The problem is, if it was built for theaters, and then went to streaming, contracts aren't really made for that, so... Uh, it's I annoyingly see. complex, but... Uh, yeah, I think that's why because uh, HBO got in trouble for push. HBO Max got in trouble for pushing a bunch of their releases uh, straight to. Um, they had to renegotiate with Patty Jenkins over Wonder Woman 1984 and a few of the other folks. So um, it makes sense to me that it's less of a headache for them to just put it in theaters and put it on streaming later. 
I would take a month. If it was a month later, I'd still do it. Well, that's the thing. I wonder if the... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I guess I didn't think about that. Are, are they just not going to do it at all, or will it just be theaters first? I, I didn't look. It'll be theaters first, theaters exclusive, and then there'll be a window 30 days, 60 days, uh, and then it will show up on streaming. So it's, you know. Will it still be like the Disney Plus premium ticket $20 per show for movie thing yeah specifically with uh, disney i don't each company like warner brothers is doing a thing with hbo max in terms of the windows and same with uh universal studios and per- uh, peacock but um at some point they all end up free on those services it's just a matter of over what period of time and is there that pay for in the middle right huh okay well maybe not all hope is not lost then no, it's going to be like it was pre-pandemic. I mean, eventually, a lot of these movies showed up on some platform somewhere for free. Not sixty days later. No, though. they have. They they definitely have said they're shortening the window for sure, and and they know that. Okay, that's good. All right, all right. I'm not as I'm not as upset anymore. It's going to be okay, Dan. You'll get your. Is there is there some <laughs> big movie you're excited to see? <sighs> there was. I can't remember it off the top of my Venom? head. Venom. What are two? the big movies coming out? Venom Sorry? two. There's a there was a Venom one. Tom Hardy's Venom, and now Venom two colon Let There Be Carnage. Weird. Or are you thinking of Jared Leto's Morbius? Morbius. No, no, no. I was looking forward to Dune. I think that's on Dune, HBO Max. Dune right could now. be good. It says its release date is. October 22nd. Then that's when it will be on HBO. All right, there you go. But it, will that one still be on HBO? We're not talking about HBO. Cool. Yeah. Well, that one I plan to watch. I've been waiting all year for a, for a movie to be on HBO that I actually sort of cared about. Yeah, it's been a disappointing... Oh, it was Shang-Chi. Oh, I wanted no. to watch Shang-Chi, and it's just not on Disney Plus at all. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, they made so much money on that in theaters that that's partly why they're like, you know what, we're just going to stick with theaters for now. Damn. Expected to land on the platform in mid-October. I guess there's your month or so. Not terrible. I had a bad streak with the direct-to-HBO Max movies this year because Space Jam 2 was not good. And Mm. the Suicide Squad, I, I actually didn't really... It wasn't for me. I did not like it. Um, And what else came out on there this year? It wasn't the Wonder Woman. Yeah, that wasn't very good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe movies just aren't good. It's it's possible. Is that why they keep remaking the old ones? Yeah, what was the last good movie? Knives Out? That was pretty good. That was a good movie. Speaking of good movies, did you know that at least last time I checked last week, you can bid for starting at like $1 for all, not all, but each of the cars from the Mad Max movie. But you have to pick them up in Australia. You can get the car that had the guitar guy hanging off the front of it. I assume they're not road legal. Could, uh, I, I assume Maybe not. Australia. It might be a bit of a stretch to get those to, to pass inspection. Australia, you know, was a former prison colony, so yeah. who knows? 
Now, does it come with the guitar that shoots flames? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Deal breaker. Uh, uh, now, guys, I did want to briefly talk about my car situation. Yeah, speaking of road legal cars. <laughs> Bad news. Uh, we haven't had a show since. My car got totaled. Um, and it is, in fact, totaled. It's headed to the junkyard as we speak. Uh, it it broke. I guess they're, I don't know how cars work. They're bolts that hold your engine into your car. And I guess half of them were sheared off clean. It was hit so hard. Pushed the engine four inches back into the passenger compartment um, of my vehicle. Unfixable. Totaled. So, And, and it, maybe for the viewers at home, you should specify this was not some, like, crazy... I-95 drunk driving uh, incident. No, it turns out it is possible to hit a parked car so hard that you total it. A car going zero miles per hour. Right. You are not the car hitting a parked car. Thank God, no. I'm a bad driver. I'm not that bad of a driver. Um, no, it was parked. My car was parked in front of my house. The maniac came around the corner going too fast, probably on her cell phone, and, and ricocheted off the curb and went head on into my car so head on the two headlights were perfectly fine. That's how middle, right between them, she got it. Wow. It's kind of impressive, yeah. Uh, Honestly, and and what pisses me off more than anything else is that all my security cameras, I normally have the street blanketed with cameras. They're all down where they're putting the new siding up on my house. I didn't have any footage of it. It would have been awesome. It would have been a nice consolation prize. I could have submitted it to one of those, like, clip shows on MTV or something and gotten, like, a hundred bucks. Right. Right. Oh, a good subreddit is r slash idiots in cars. I love those videos. <laughs> That's what I believe it or not. I watch a lot of those before we do the show to get psyched up. Because <laughs> I'm like, Ooh. just to get really angry. Ooh. Although I do think they've made me a better <laughs> driver. You laugh. But now after watching a bunch of those, I'm like nowhere to look for idiots coming out of places. You know, the toy. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, oh, wow. Maybe these are actually really helpful. That's how I justify it to myself. <laughs> But anyway, so my car was totaled, uh, which means I need a new car. Very important. Um, And so I learned a couple of valuable lessons. One, there are no cars. There are just no cars. I went to a bunch of dealerships over the weekend. Uh, The salespeople were sitting around, twiddling their thumbs, feet up on the desk. Hey, do you guys have any cars? No, we don't have any cars. So I just left. Um, There there are literally (laughs) no cars. And these dealerships do not update their websites. So their website says they have cars. Oh, no. They don't have cars. Um, so I did something shocking. I bought a car online that I've never seen before. Shocking. Which one did you use? Did you get it from the Carvana car vending machine? I did get it from the Carvana <laughs> people. Now there isn't a vending machine near me, so they are going to drive it to my house. But yes, in the span, it took me like an hour online to buy a car. Wow. Yeah, that's everyone's doing it. It, it, was, it was very wild. I didn't want to, but they have cars. And so you look at the picture online, you click, I want to buy it. You do some paperwork and it'll be here next week. Wow. And do they like while you're waiting for like the website to load, does it say like, oh, well, I have to go check with my manager. About that. <laughs> <And> no, <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny. The first dealership we went to this weekend, I went with my brother and um, 
the guy was like super rude and i'm like this is why i hate buying cars so it was kind of neat where i could like oh it just says the price and that's the price and you buy it for the price and it's like oh that's right i didn't negotiate a single goddamn thing nice yeah it it really does live up to the you know they're they're gonna bring it for free to my house i got seven days to try it if i don't like it i can return it there you go is there a fee do you have to pay for the return shipping nope because i guess i live close enough to I'm within that radius or whatever, so they don't charge me. And yeah, so they'll do it right to my of, door. What car did you get? Uh, what what kind of car do you think I got? <laughs> a Lamborghini. A 2015 Honda Accord. <laughs> Definite ends of the spectrum there, guys. <laughs> Definite, like, <laughs> really went total opposites. Wait, you were really, you were looking at Turo and you were looking at some crazy-ass car, so maybe Colby's closer to closer to the truth um, here. I would have loved to have gotten a zany car, but I don't have a zany car budget um, or a zany car personality. Um, it's probably easier to get a zany car at this point, though, than a than a there Honda are Accord. a lot of you know all those cars you see where it's like the manufacturer puts them out like that weird lime green or bright orange color there are a lot of those used that nobody wants oh. um i've been seeing it more and more is it literally called like the nissan box or something oh, like the that the car that's just the the, the cube. cube yes i've been seeing a lot of those around maybe that's Another why great used car. you can get them uh, what, those and like uh pt cruisers great used cars uh <laughs> actually PT, i should have got a pt cruiser convertible that would have been so with the funny. wood panels yes! that would have been dope oh my god that would have been great no those are collector's items very expensive uh no i went with the 2020 hyundai kona are you familiar with the kona no yes they make an electric car they, version of they that, do. right? It's called, it's, a, it's called a subcompact SUV, which is basically like one step up from a car. But it's not really an SUV. It's in the middle. So it's like a beefy car. And that's what I've been driving. That's what my rental is. Um, and I like driving mm-hmm. it a lot. So I bought one. Oh, cool. Is this your first ever bigger than a car yes. car? But I will tell you, it's what, barely what? bigger than a car. Yeah, I found from all the renting I did last year that the the uh, the difference is not really the size; it's like the form factor. It's like the tr- the fact that the seats. I imagine this one, the seats fold down and the trunk like opens all the way, well, like hatchback. My is last that what they car was a hatchback, but it was a car hatchback, um, and I loved mm-hmm. having the hatch. The problem is they don't make those anymore. They don't. If you want a hatchback mm-hmm. style car, you basically have to go to a small SUV. Um, otherwise you just get a regular sedan. So, but what I like is it's got a little high, it's a little higher wheelbase, but not all the way, you know, I test drove some SUVs and I don't like driving big cars. I just don't. And so this drives more like a car, but it's a little bit raised, um, and Mm. a a little bit bigger. So what color gray, uh, that's the other thing you learn about used cars. They are black or white. And if you get another color, congratulations, you're a lucky man. Wow. So I assume those must be the most popular colors yes. then? Yes, and new cars too. New cars, it's, you know, obviously there aren't many, but they're all black and white. <sighs> and a lot of white. And I'm like, I do not care for white cars. I don't get it either. And you know, that's an extra I cost. see so many white cars. They all look terrible. They look like like something a cat would throw up. And it's like, why? Why? I agree. And I had, my first car was black and... Uh, it was a pain to keep clean, 
And it was okay, but um, I loved my last car is actually going to be the same gray as my new one, which I loved a lot. It was kind of a good middle ground. So, wow. Have you named it yet, or is that the kind of thing you don't do until you've? Uh, no, gotta it. feel it. Gotta feel it in. Um, that makes sense. it's a twenty twenty. There's no crazy new technology on it. I did look into getting a new car, um, and there just weren't any. But um, so I, I can't do any <laughs> crazy like open the car with your phone bullshit. But. Um, I mean, 2020 just happened. Believe it or not, a you, pretty would, new car. you would be shocked at how fast the tech moves model year to model year in these cars. Like the 22s, you can already have the digital key with, with your phone. Mm-hmm. And the other oh, thing yeah, is they're guess, doing the... But it, does it have the car plays? Mine does have the car play, not wireless. The new ones have the wireless. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing they're doing now in the cars is, you know, like the instrument dash behind your wheel with like the speedometer and stuff? It's one big digital screen. It looks yep, so cool. Yep. Cost a fortune. So fancy. So anyway, if anyone's looking for car buying advice, I will. The delivery is not this Friday, but next Friday. So I'll let you guys know um, how it goes. Good. I mean, someone else could total this car two years from now, and you'll have a edge to edge display behind your wheel. They can't. No. If that happens, I'm never. I'm just never leaving my house. This is not. <laughs> well, more importantly, your car can't leave your house. Well, I, I will say, as far as <laughs> having your car totaled and have to get another one quickly goes, mine has been pretty seamless. Um, I do not want to do this again. That's the point of buying a car, so you don't have to do it again for a while. Right. Miserable. Yeah. Woof. And I won't even tell you guys about how the. Uh, how the city of Springfield came by today and put a stop work order on the construction of my house because there was no filed permit, but that's a whole nother story for another day. So nice. Oh, wait, here's a question. Um, did so presume is this when you file a car insurance claim, do they like do they take into account the value of the car at the time that the claim is filed, I imagine. Yeah, but what they do is they literally, they have a their own custom way of doing it. But basically, they just go online and be like, if I wanted to buy this exact car, mm-hmm. like it was the day before the accident, what is it selling for? Well, I'm just saying, if you were going to get your car totaled, this was the year to do I, it. I'm literally not kidding with you. They are paying me what I paid for it two years ago. So I actually think yeah, crazy. exceptionally well in that respect. But like I said, what you gain in the selling of the car, you lose in the buying of the new one. So I'm not, you know, so my car, if I bought it new right. today in today's market, it would be five grand more. So right. it, 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 again, could have been a lot. I was worried, like I've had to negotiate with them and really be tough about it. And then they gave me the number and I was like, yeah, great. That's more than I thought you were going to high five, <laughs> you know, it's, it was good. Now I just have to get an actual pay. So, <clears throat> baby, what an adventure, Sean! Yeah, you're doing. You're really experiencing all of the things. That That's why I'm having a heart. This is adult life, guys. Painting your deck, That's replacing crazy. your windows, oh God, all this, all car insurance claims. Morons! They've been doing a terrible job. Everything's like crooked and wrong. Um, they're just. Thank goodness I have a pretty stress-free and easygoing job I go to every day. Um, Is that sarcasm? What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, It's uh, it's great. I didn't know the roofing business was that uh, crazy. You have no idea, my man. 
You have no idea. I had three different uh, product launch meetings today for three different products that are being launched, which is a lot of work. Yeah, I believe it. But if you guys need some cutting edge screws, you give me a call. We got them. Maybe. Uh, I uh, yeah, Colby might need those. They're great. They will. Pff, listen, if you want to attach two things together and you want them to put <laughs> together, there ain't nothing better than these screws. I'll tell you. Might be over. Should have used those in your car. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. Maybe you should pitch that. Screws Angel. for cars? Yeah, the, the automotive expansion. There are bolts in cars. Why can't our screws do it? Right. OMG Automotive. Love it. <laughs> Love it's it. Well, that was my old it plastics job. Was uh, We were putting, trying to replace all the parts in cars with plastics to make them lightweight. Um, and nobody ever wanted them. That's surprising. It's a, it's a regulatory nightmare. <clears throat> Anytime you change anything in a car... It, it's, it takes so long to get it approved and looked at and all this kind of, you know, you have to have so much testing data and um, nobody wanted, they just said, we'll just keep using metal. We don't care. Right. I wonder if that would change now with all the electric cars being, wanting to be as efficient as possible. Oh yeah, no. And, and they made some advances. I mean, if, if you just looked at the test numbers of like safety and things like that, you probably could build a car out of like 70% plastic these days, and it would definitely hold up safety standards. But no car manufacturer is going to say, hey, you know that strong, sturdy metal car we used to sell you? We made it out of plastic. Check it out. Um, <laughs> it scares the crap out of people. That's true. Because that plastic window is yeah, just a big one, um, where glass is one of both heaviest and dangerous things in your automobile. Sure. Uh, and the problem with plastic windows that no one figured out is they can make them scratch resistant they can put the heating elements right in there so you can melt snow off of all your windows and all this stuff it's really cool uh what do you do when you need to break a window to get out of your car (laughs) they literally have to figure out a way to like we need to make an unbreakable piece of glass that you can break made of plastic uh and (laughs) that's why they always it sounds like a uh Better off Ted plot line. Really, honestly, I met the scientists who worked on it, and they were like, this sucks. Like, we can make the most unbreakable piece. And that's why they used to focus on the uh, rear window of the vehicle, because that's one a passenger would never have to break. So that's why they, they pitched the plastic window for that. But they were like, we could never do, like, a windshield or a passenger window, because people would literally, like, suffocate and trap in their cars. Do people – I do you have to break your – your front windshield because in my mind that's the biggest one and the hardest to reach in the event your car like rolls or is trapped behind something uh fire departments police you have to be able to escape in and out so yeah there are definitely times people are pulled out through the windshield okay Hmm. like someone else is breaking the windshield yeah i don't think you like i said unless your car was pinned and you couldn't get out through the doors right that's so funny I n- never considered that the, the glass breaking would be a feature. I guess that's the thing they do uh, having witnessed a fire in the building next to me. That's what the, the fire department rolls through and like breaks all the windows and stuff. And the building wasn't that's... even on fire. They were just doing it for fun. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> chaos. Raucous. 
You're just reminding you who's in charge in this neighborhood. <laughs> That's right. Colby didn't pay his, uh, didn't donate to the fire uh, rescue funds it, this year. His fire insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks like you got some new windows there, buddy. Uh, it'd be a shame if something happened to <laughs> The dream of privatizing uh, government services. <laughs> uh, All right. Any other uh, banter, gentlemen? I'm bantered out. I'm I've bantered. Well, the good news is we do have some updates and news in the rundown. If you guys want to take a look, as usual, not a ton of news. We're very selective, highly selective. You'll only get the cream of the crop here on Don't Panic. Uh, and so, what would you guys like to talk about this week? Um, we could wrap up the epic trial, right? <laughs> Or is that in here? I guess that's not in here. here. It's the third line. Uh, oh, okay, absolutely yeah. Absolutely, we can. Uh, U.S. District Court Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers has issued her decision in the Epic v. Apple case. Uh, they found in favor of Apple on all counts except for one. Uh, let me break it down with who won what. Both sides came away with really losing in general. Um <laughs> The court Everyone found Epic loses. did, in fact, breach its contract with Apple by implementing its alternative payment system. Um, and they found that Apple did not violate antitrust law based on the marketplace at issue. Now, a big part of this case, what Epic was arguing and Apple was arguing is what is the marketplace that is supposedly Apple has a monopoly over? Uh, Epic would say it's the overall games market. Uh, Apple would say it is the App Store market. The judge said, you're both wrong. The actual answer is gaming apps. About 70% of Apple's mm. app store revenue is generated by gaming apps. Um, and uh, most of the, the like 98% of those are coming from in-app purchases. She wrote, quote, the relevant market here is the digital mobile gaming transaction, not gaming generally, and not Apple's own internal operating systems related to the app store. And she ruled that Apple is not a monopolist in that market. Uh, she said, quote, while the court finds that Apple enjoys considerable market share of over 55 percent and extraordinarily high profit margins, though these factors alone do not show antitrust conduct. Success is not illegal. Um, frankly, in a world where Android doesn't exist, they certainly would <laughs> have a monopoly right now. It's that uh, was a duopoly um, with there. But Apple did lose on one count which is uh, that they violated California's unfair competition law by preventing developers from offering alternative payment options and communicating with their customers. Uh, she wrote that Apple argues that its policies protect consumer against fraudulent attacks. That data is far from clear. What is certain is Apple's decision prohibits information from flowing directly to the consumer so that customers can make these choices for themselves. Um, so she issued a permanent injunction saying Apple may not stop developers from, quote, including in their apps and their metadata buttons, external links, or other calls to action that direct customers to purchasing mechanisms, in addition to in-app purchasing and communicating with customers through points of contact obtained voluntarily from customers through account registration within the app. Basically, it means Apple can't kick an app out for linking to alternative ways to make in-app purchases. Now, uh, it doesn't seem to require Apple to let developers uh, offer those methods. Um, they just can't stop them. Um, and uh, the order does not take effect until December, although everybody's appealing. So who knows when that will actually happen. And it's written in a very vague way where people aren't quite sure exactly uh, what Apple is allowed to do in terms of, you know, could 
a developer make a button in their app that looks identical to the app store in-app purchase button in an effort to confuse consumers? Is that something Apple can ban an app for doing or does that violate the judge's order? Still a lot of gray areas. Hmm. That's my summary. That's a pretty good summary. Yeah, and this is in addition to... I don't think we talked on the show about the South Korea, Japan things. No, we did not. Did you hear about those? I know nothing about them. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know where to find it now. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, please hold. This is the oh, first time we've ever had holding music. All right, yeah, the... The Japan thing was that Apple will let developers of reader apps, and reader apps are things that allow you to access content that you bought somewhere else, which is Netflix, Kindle, Spotify, lots of things. Apple will allow developers of reader apps around the world to link to an external website to set up or manage an account beginning early next year. Um, and in Korea, a court or or a uh, legislative body, I'm not sure. Somebody decided that Apple and Google must allow developers to use other payment systems in Korea. And Apple came out and said that they were just going to obey the Japan law everywhere. Uh, but they did not say that about the Korea law, which is uh, other payment systems. So it sounds like, though, the Korean law, perhaps in conjunction with this ruling, would say that Apple will allow developers anywhere to use other payment systems. Yes. And the thing I, I think I was reading something about this at some point, but the thing I, I never really thought about is if I were Apple and so, especially in the mobile gaming markets, the big danger and the big thing that Apple points to is, Hey, we don't want to like exploit, you know, kids uh, with these like mobile casinos and take a bunch of their money, even though that's already happening. Uh, but certainly one could argue it would be happening more if there weren't like parental controls that can be enforced through the app store and stuff. Um, and like Apple has Apple pay, which you can do online. I don't, Apple doesn't make any money when you use Apple pay to buy like a shoe from Zappos right? It's just like a technology that they offer. And so, but why couldn't Apple like have Apple pay the like, have, have an Apple pay API that is, yeah, you can, and Apple pay is great. Very convenient. People like to use Apple pay. Uh, why can't they just have an API there that respects the parental controls and stuff? And because if you're a video game developer, you want kids to be able to buy stuff in your app, but kids don't have credit cards. So you can't just point them at like a Stripe page and be like, all right, have fun, kids, because they won't be able to use it. You need, you need a third party, actually. So anyways, those are just two news stories, and I don't understand why Apple so opposed to this. If I were them, I would have taken it as an opportunity to make Apple Pay an even more compelling thing. Like, oh, yeah, we recognize this is a problem. That's why we're letting kids like get Apple Pay allowances that they can use on any site, and it but it res it respects uh, the parental controls. Boom! More Apple Pay users. 
and they come out looking like the good guys. Which maybe, yeah. But I think they could do... Maybe Apple's not so good at these days. I think they could do that regardless of this lawsuit, though. I mean, you know, there's already parental controls. And with things like Apple Cash, uh, which parents could theoretically load up with balances that could be used towards purchases. And, you know, I, I think that's a, a good idea, certainly. But, you know, what this lawsuit has really... I've taken away from it is that Apple only makes money on mobile gaming apps through in-app purchases like <laughs> yeah. that's their business model like they don't give a shit about your calculator app or your to-do list app or uh that's that's nothing for them um and as a pub or even netflix and spotify no, it, it's wild it's something like, yeah you saw the numbers i mean it's the vast 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 majority it's all through in-app purchases not even the upfront purchases you know we remember super monkey ball and it very first in the app store a 30 dollar game and it was like wow that was wild stuff when you look back at it because nobody buys apps up front. It's all in-app purchases. So if you're Apple, a publicly traded company with stockholders you have to report to, uh, you can't you can't do anything to damage a cash cow. I mean, that's, that's where their money's coming in, um, a regular recurring source of income. So I get why they want to fight tooth and nail for this because even if they lose a small percentage of it, it's a lot of money for them to lose and it's going to be hard for them to make it up elsewhere. I think... I think Apple won this more than Epic did because Apple still is in the driver's seat because even if they have to allow other folks to offer alternative payments, they can still set the rules, right? They can determine how it shows up in an app. They can determine the rules around uh, whether you have to force them to an external website or you can do it within the app. There's a lot of ways Apple can make it difficult to collect on those third-party payments. Um, and Epic, for their money, great. They're, they might get 30 cents back on every dollar's worth of transactions for a few bucks. But at the end of the day, they don't have any more control than they did before the lawsuit. Right. And then I feel like the... Uh... Well, that's interesting because I know the thing they did right, like, was that they, like, when all this started, they they would offer you, you know, it was like you could you could buy this through the in-app purchase and it costs this much, or you can buy it through the website and it costs this much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it costs like some amount less, right? I guess, I mean, I guess, I guess you could, you know, if it was 15% less, they do make a little bit more money times like 1 trillion in-app purchases. And it's like a little bit. Okay. never mind. I talked myself out of what I was going to (laughs) say. But also, I mean, again, and I I haven't seen the research, what percentage of customers will say, I'm just used to in-app purchases and it's easier. And they get taken to some third party looking website. They got to put in their PayPal information or whatever. Um, you know, do I think 100% of people will convert over to save the money? No. And so for Epic, it's like, yeah, you're going to make some money back. I think that's great. But you're still beholden to Apple. You didn't get that monopoly win where you were going to get control of your own app store, right? That was part of it, too, was a lot of these companies eventually wanted their own app app stores within the app store. Um, and the judge said, they're not a monopoly. You're never going to get that. I'm going to give you this bone because you're right. It is anti-competitive on this small piece. But it gave no indication we're heading in that direction. Yeah, that's that's what I never understood was why, like, Apple could offer APIs that allow people to 
use alternate payment methods in their apps and get all the benefits of it being an Apple API with respecting parental controls and everything else. They like, and maybe they could even take a chunk of that. Be like, oh yeah, sure, but like you know, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make sense. But that kind of defeats the the consumer protection argument that Apple is making. I agree. Like, I would never, and maybe this is the other way of looking at it. Would I would I trust Epic with my credit card info? Probably. If you know, I wanted to spend money and it saved me fifteen percent. Yeah, I would use Epic. But would I if I bought like some random app store game that someone recommended and it's like, oh, why don't you go to our website and give us your credit card info? No, I would choose I would choose an app purchase until I trusted them. Yeah. Well, if ever, if I ever did. Well, and one of the other things we learned in the lawsuit too is that Apple essentially cut sweetheart deals with large companies, Netflix among, among some of the yep. other ones. And Epic just said no. And I just wonder if Apple will be more aggressive to take their top 10, top 20, top 50 uh, revenue drivers like Epic and say, look, guys, we'll cut it to 15%. That's a win-win for both of us. You know, you just got 15% back. We still make 15% instead of zero when you go to somebody else. Um, and it's easier for your customers. Well, yeah, it explains why they offered that the subscription thing, right? Wasn't it subscriptions that now for everyone after some amount of time or some number of users, it, it dips down to 15% because they don't make any money off of subscriptions. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. This will continue in the courts for quite a while. Uh, it's far from over, but at least for the moment, we have a little bit more clarity. Uh, your big takeaway here: just Apple is, by the court's definitions, not a monopoly. <clears throat> at least not in the mobile gaming space. All right. Uh, would you guys like to do another story preview tomorrow's Apple event? We can talk about the Facebook uh, sunglasses. Colby. I'm down to talk about the Apple event. I haven't looked at any of the pre-event stuff this time. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, Apple really boned us once again, booking a Tuesday event for tomorrow, which means we'll be a day late and a week short. Uh, but we're going to have some new stuff, starting with iPhones, unsurprisingly. iPhone 13. I should mention these are all rumors, but I'm going to read them like they're true. Um, <laughs> we're not expected to see a big design upgrade. This will be a little bit more of that S kind of upgrade. Um that they just don't call it that anymore. Um, maybe a smaller notch, higher refresh rate displays, um, a new updated MagSafe um, that could work better and faster with some stronger magnets and a larger charging coil, um, new colors, new storage options. We could see the first one terabyte iPhone, which is, I guess, cool, um, as well as some camera updates. Um, that's basically it. a pretty straightforward iPhone upgrade as far as these things go. Cool. Um, I like <clears throat> I like better MagSafe. I'm not excited about the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, again, for a, you know, in-between update, it seems solid. I'm, I am curious about some of this um, refresh rate technology that is on the Apple Watch now that they could bring to the phone. Um, and, of course, I always love new colors. I always love new colors, um, including pink, potentially. So, oh yeah, I was gonna say. I wonder what crazy new color we're gonna get this. Yeah, year. the rumor is that um, we may see uh, a pink, and the pro may get a black and bronze color options. Bronze. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, 
a bigger design update will be on the Apple Watch Series 7, a bigger screen with flatter uh, displays and edges looking a lot more like the iPhone uh, 12 slash 13. Um, we'll also get obviously a faster processor, a little bit bigger display thanks to the redesign. Um, but that's pretty much it. Not expected to see any new um, health updates, probably for a new version next year. Um, but they're not expected to see anything this year, which I think is good because I think I think the Apple Watch design needs a needs a, a bit of an overhaul. It's been a while where it's been pretty pretty consistent. Um, and it's pretty much never changed, other than getting a little you know where they took the screen and kind of made it more full screen. Um, right. But I am very curious to see what this is going to look like. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. I'm I'm a couple watch watches behind, so I could be in the market for a watch. I'm many watch. I'm a, I have a series three. I think. Oof. Oof. So many watches ago. Isn't that the rule when if it, you can't go more than double? Like you should have gone from the three to the six, and now that you're at the seven, you're you're way <laughs> behind. I was just not excited about the seven at all. I mean the six. Whatever, whatever the last one was. Yeah, it was iterative. You didn't want the uh, the appropriately timed blood oxygen detection uh, feature? Hmm. It didn't seem like it was going to be that big a deal, but maybe. I don't know. Well, you may have to wait, though, because there are rumors that the Watch 7 uh, could arrive later in smaller quantities due to production delays. So maybe hard to get one. We'll see. Um, we're also looking at some AirPods updates. Uh, finally, AirPod regular um may get a big makeover looking more like the uh, airpods pro um where it's not the long stock it's the short stock uh the only thing it wouldn't have is the rubber tips um and um a potentially a 20 percent larger battery in the carrying case um as well i bought actually they're right here I bought some old AirPods just in case these get discontinued. Whoa! Wow. Because I like these so much, and I'm nervous about how they're going to change them. So they were on sale on Amazon last week. Nice. Fifty bucks off or something that like inventory. that. I I yeah. lost my AirPods some months ago. So that was a. Uh, Another reason, I lost my old regular AirPods. I have the AirPods Pro, but I lost my old regular AirPods in the move somehow. What's suspicious is that Lena and I both lost our old regular AirPods, so hmm. they must be in the same place, but it's been months we haven't found them. Maybe they thought they were eggs that had gone bad and tossed them out. <laughs> They're deformed. Um... Obviously, uh, software updates. So we saw WWDC. We saw a bunch of uh, iOS, iPadOS, macOS, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they're actually going to come out, uh, which is good. Um, don't, you know, they might add one or two new features. I'm not sure of what they might. There are rumors that universal control, which is that cool thing where you could just drag something from your iPad and show up on your Mac, uh, might not be there at launch. Um, they've also already announced delays for SharePlay. Um, which will not be available uh, tomorrow at launch um, as well. Oh. Bummer. Those were the two software features I think I was most excited for. Yep. Yep. And apparently quite complex. They're running a little bit late. 
And that's pretty much it. Definitely some rumors that we could see an October event with some potential new iPad minis, uh, which hasn't been updated like ever. Um, And we're also (laughs) rumored in the next version of the M series chips uh, as well. And some new uh, MacBook pros or MacBook airs. Yeah. That's what I'm excited for. Yep. So curious if that'll happen uh, this year or next year. Um, We will see. So there you go. We'll have full coverage next time uh, on everything they announced. And guys, are you excited for next week's show? Yeah. Yes, it's VR week. It is. We're going to virtual reality. That's when Colby, have you uh, busted out your headset yet? Yeah. And how's it been for you? Well, I'm not, I feel like we should save it for the show. All right. How about in one word or two words? How's it been? Mm, well, I mean, better than I expected. Okay. That's that's too many words. I'll take it. But like <laughs> the last. And, and my question is, how many times have you used it? A few. Um, there was like a day I set it up. And then the first time, it really made me feel bad, physically, physically <laughs> bad. And then <laughs> I did it again the next day, and it felt less bad. And then I did it again to try out like the workrooms thing. Um, but that was that. Was, yeah. So yeah, like three times or four times, maybe, like a few times. It's interesting. I haven't paid for anything yet. So, for better or worse. Very and cool. All the, all the software is like $30. Jeez. Yeah. That's a super monkey ball level. <laughs> I was going to say, better than an in-app purchase. Oh, it's a 99 cents for another minute of VR. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll be exciting folks next week uh, i will just say go straight to the video version uh because we're going to be recording it and uploading our our vr session uh which will be a lot of fun my headset gets here tomorrow uh so i'm gonna bust that bad boy open this weekend and and have some fun i think it'll be a good time about time guys about time we went to virtual reality um that's great well let's uh let's wrap up here with picks I'm the only one who has a pick in there. So do you guys want to skip picks or do you have picks and you just didn't put them in there? <laughs> skip picks. I don't have a pick. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, I don't either. Okay. That's great. Do you want me to talk about I my failed. pick? Sorry, everybody. Next week. I'm going to do my pick anyway, if that's okay. That's do it. Because I, yeah. want, I want you guys to get excited for this. You guys like Star Trek? Kind of. Sure. Um, I've never seen it. I've watched a Star Trek. I've never seen it. So, um, but there is a new animated Star Trek show, Star Trek Lower Decks on Paramount Plus. It is sort of a uh, comedy based in the world of Star Trek, fully animated. Uh, there is one and a half seasons up right now on Paramount Plus, and it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I know nothing about Star Trek, and I enjoy it. It's very funny. Um, it's very entertaining, uh, and uh, it's it's been great. Hang on, wasn't there a non-official Star Trek parody animated show? Are you thinking of Final Space? Maybe. 
Was the Family Guy oh, guy involved in it in some way? That, the Orville. That was like, oh, what was it the called? Orville. Yeah, which actually is still, I believe, another season is coming to Hulu later this year. It is still around, but this is this is like comedy first. It's a little more comedic because it likes it follows like the lower decks employees of Star, you know, of of the ship. Um, mm-hmm. But the voice talent is incredible, and it's really strong writing. So if to fire up your Paramount Plus subscription <laughs> and check out Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh yeah. Cool. Uh, sweet. All right, shortest pick segment in history. All right, guys. Anything? Oh, hang on. I was thinking of red shirts. What is red shirts? Red shirts is a sci-fi web series about the oh. the red shirt people in Star Trek who who uh, always die because they're never named characters. I vaguely remember that. Also, don't Google red shirts. Okay. Red shirts, uh, first, I... first result in many results, red shirts uh, of the southern United States were a white supremacist oh, paramilitary go. terrorist group that were active in the late 19th century. They're apparently having a comeback. That's beneath a bunch of shopping results for red shirts, though. Yeah, but one of them... <laughs> That's very American. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's funky. Okay. Guys, anything else you'd like to say or do or plug or talk about or think about or generally share with the world? No. I'm excited for next week. Yeah. Next week is going to be a blast. You guys are not going to want to miss it. Uh, I will quickly tease, as always, up for debate. Our Fast and Furious series has been on a mini hiatus because Matt decided to take on two AP courses this year as a teacher, uh, which apparently take a lot of work. So he's been very busy. Uh, but it's not dead. It's not over. Uh, we are going to finish it um, as much as I'm totally over these movies and don't need to see anymore. <laughs> we will finish it. I promise you. Um, nice. So you're not going to want to miss that over at upprobate.tv. But like we said, come back next week. Don'tpanic.io is the website. The pics are there. The audio, the video. Uh, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And definitely subscribe on YouTube because the video uh, episode next week is going to be the one to watch. Because um, we're going to be recording the VR feeds. Um, and we're going to put them up on the YouTube channel. So you'll get to see our, our virtual... Re- I have to make an avatar. How exciting. Maybe I'll make it better looking than me. We'll see. Um, <laughs> it's going to be great. And of course, you can email us, don'tpanicshow.gmail.com or tweet at us at Don't Panic Show. Um, we're going to end it here. We're going to go pack our bags before we uh, fly off to virtual land. But until then, they're Dan and Colby. I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another great episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.